Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. I'm Cole, Jordan, Ethan, back with me for our last episode on The Ultimate Gift by Jim Stovall. Um, uh, enjoyed the conversation so far. Um, thought you guys um, have added a lot of um, great – I love having younger guys. I'm sorry. I just, you know. <laughs> it's just a white Ethan. He's not even 30 yet. He's That's just, right. He's Thank just you. a young, young guy. Late 30s um, still. But, but late as, 20s. 20s. There it is. But can I just tell you, as young men, um, you guys are well-read and studied, um, and you guys are doing life well. So I appreciate you guys bringing that component to the program. So thank you for that. Chapter 12, um, we're going to go 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, three more gifts, four more chapters. We're going to run through it. Chapter 12 is the gift of gratitude. Um, Love this one. Um, At the beginning, it says, um, I've often found it ironic that the people in this world who who have the most to, to be thankful for are often the least thankful. And somehow the people who have virtually nothing many times live lives full of gratitude. Um, This took me back to a quote by G.K. Chesterton. already mentioned him once, but a great author. Um, He said, among the rich, you will never find a truly generous man, even by accident. There may be... Uh, they may give their money away, but they never give themselves away. They are egotistic, secretive, dry as old bones. To be smart enough to get all the money, you must be dull enough to want it. Now that's that's from Chesterton. Wow. He, he was he was the guy who was out there and edgy, but but his concept really is this idea, right? That there are very few people who feel like they've worked for it, who also can at the same time be thankful that they've been given the tools that they've used to do that. Right. I mean, I'm just, I, I think about, you know, people who have worked hard and I'm just like, OK, you were given a gift. You were given a mind. You were given an opportunity. You were given air to breathe that you didn't create anyway. So right, it's just to watch that and to be truly thankful, even for the effort that you were able to put in. Right. That was you know, that became fruitful. There are, there have been people right who have worked a thousand times harder right? They were just at the wrong place at the wrong time or in the wrong family. Doing the wrong, I mean, so, you know what I mean? So, so it's people who break their own arm, patting themselves on the back, do not impress me, mm. right? And that's what this chapter, I think, in a sense, was kind of all about is, you know, what are you truly grateful for, right? What, what, are, what are the things that are really important to you? Um, and, and Jason comes back in the, in the book, right? Jason comes back with his list Right of things that he's um, grateful for, um, and he says this. He says his health, his home, his friends. Wait, was that it? Yeah, his health, his home, his friends. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and those are the things that he's thankful for. So interesting, you know, the the simple things of life. Uh, understanding the gratitude of those things. I got a roof over my head. I got food on the table, mm-hmm. right? I think of the proverbs, right, where it's like, hey, God, <laughs> give me enough that I don't have to steal, but don't give me too much. Right, that I forget about you. Wow, and I just I love that concept. What'd you, guys, what'd you guys get from it? Yeah, I think I'd, I've had to learn this lesson over the over the years, and I continue to hope to still learn that. Sure, I'm not have it mastered. But Lifelong learning. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But <laughs> for the person, I believe from high school going through college to young adult to married, that's a lot of transitions. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, gratitude's lost 
in the midst of transitions. Oh, so yeah. what I mean okay. is oftentimes we look towards the next phase of life yep. as, man, I can't wait to graduate and yeah. then I'm going to have everything I want. Yeah. I can't wait until I get my degree and get that job. Then that's what I'm going to want. And then, man, I can't wait to get married. I can't find, I can't wait, not wait to find my person. Yep. And that's when I'm going to have everything. Yep. And so. Can't wait to have kids. Oh, yes. Can't right? wait until the kids are gone. Right. I know. So <laughs> I we, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> yes. So tomorrow, I think comparison's a thief of joy, but yeah. also it said that tomorrow's the devil's day. Yeah. You know, it's both in putting Ooh, things off. We're going to get to that. The yes. Gift of a day. That's exactly. Good. That's yes. good. And so the, the things you don't have that you're longing for tomorrow, yeah. I think will steal what God's trying to teach you right now. Amen. And so that's my biggest piece of advice for even, men in transition. Even if the right now is not a good day. Mm. Because here's the one thing, right? Um, today isn't always. So if today's a bad day, the cool thing is you go to bed, you wake up, and guess what? Tomorrow is now the today. Yeah. Never you know come. I mean? Tomorrow just, never comes. Yes. It's just you, mm. you move on from whatever today is. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah. Yeah. I think that's how... The gift of gratitude, and then the next one, the gift of the day, are almost twin mm-hmm. twin yeah, gifts. Yeah, I see that. Because yep. it's the yep. gratitude for what you have, yep. and then what we'll get into is the gift of the time you have. So yep. I love it. Yeah, I've, I've loved, I think it's it's unique that Red Stevens ordered the gifts that he did yeah. uh, in the way that he did. Yeah, right? I love the order. So you, you look at it, very and intentional. it's very, in, very difficult at first. Yeah. Like we see Jason at the very beginning be like, I'm going to quit. Yeah. I, I, I can't make it through it. And then he gets to gift 9, 10, 11, and he's like, this is so easy. Like, why do I need to take a month on this? I can do it in a day. Uh, because he's, he's realized it, right? And so I think, I think that is true. Like, you have to figure out how to work hard. Yep. Uh, you have to figure out the gift of money. You have to figure out this. You have to figure out that before you can get to the point where, okay, now I know what it is like to find gratitude. Yeah. Um, and I think Paul uh, famously says, I've figured out what it means to be content with little. Uh, to 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 be content when I'm hungry, yep. right? So like whenever I have a need, I have figured out what it means to be content or grateful or yep. to have a heart of gratitude for what the Lord has given you. Uh, and so I think uh, figuring out, and as Jason's, Jason does for number 10 on his list, as I'm thankful for this process. Yes. Mm. I'm yes. thankful for the process that my, my great uncle saw fit uh, to weave for me so that I could figure out how to be a man. Uh, and so I think... Uh, having uh, being able to find gratitude in the process and so within yep. that uh, there is very real action steps for for young men like hey this book is great for navigating and like figuring out what the gifts are mm-hmm. but what is it that i need to do to begin instilling these uh, and so there are uh, a couple of books that help like the pursuit of holiness uh, by jerry bridges or um Play the Man by Mark Batterson, a very simple, yeah. um, but kind of gives an outline for, hey, these these are the things that you need to do. Okay, let's go do them. Yeah. Uh, and so figuring out a gratitude for the process is something that I that I love that Jason was able to point out. But, but the cool thing is you're saying is right now that the heart is ready to learn, mm-hmm. right? It actually goes back to Ethan's statement, right? Is the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Yeah. That was what I was I know. trying to say. <laughs> it's, all, it's all coming back yes. now. It all See, you were just a little bit ahead, right? But the gift of gratitude, now he can learn yeah. this because he's learned the gift of work. Yeah, and to, right? and to really nerd out, yes. I was working in my philosophy of religion course this two or three weeks ago, and it was asking these hard questions of, uh, is God real based on the principle of divine hiddenness mm. uh, to God not mm. revealing himself to mm. people asking wow. and it's like hey God's ways are higher than our ways his yeah. thoughts are higher than our thoughts and so to the uh, he will reveal himself when that person is ready to receive uh, so to bad. receive that and so to Ooh. really nerd out on it and to take it to a deeper level like that's how God reveals himself is whenever our heart is ready for it right. yeah 
Um, because he uses all of those seasons. There's a mm. lyric in a song that we do in students. Um, but I will praise you on the mountain and I'll mm. praise you in the mountains in my way. Ooh. And so it's like, yo, like in the valley, yep. in on the high place, because um, in the valley, in the highlands, you're neither more or less inclined. Because, um, yeah, God navigates our steps. Yes. And so he already knows. He's like, oh, this is going to be a really good time for them. Yeah. They're going to hate that. Yeah. But I yep. need them to go through all of it. And I'm God and I'm sovereign over all of it. And if you just trust me with it and we can walk through it together, then you'll get to a point to where you can be Paul and Silas locked up in a jail cell. Same. Singing my praises because you know I put you there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah. I mean, we're that song going... is Highland Song of Ascent. Uh, it is my phenomenal. I like it's it. Fantastic. I like it. I, I mean, I think about what we've been teaching through the life of David, yeah. right? And I think you know David gets anointed to be king when he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like giving what a three-year-old a, a chainsaw. And, well, and, and, well, <laughs> and then and then what what, what what do we have like you know fifteen, sixteen, whatever years yeah. before he actually becomes king? And then mm-hmm. when when Saul dies, he actually becomes king of Hebron. Right, David says, "Hey, do you want me to go to Jerusalem?" And like God's like, "Nah, go to Hebron." You know, so I go there for six and a half years, and I'm king there. And so it's just like, what in the world? But mm-hmm. the process of the appreciation of allowing God to direct your steps, of knowing what you need when wow. you need it, right? That's that's yeah. the humility, mm-hmm. right? And Cole, you mentioned that earlier, right? The humility of allowing God to put you where He wants you to be. And I'm just going to tell you, m- most people, right? I mean, gratitude. I mean. Such humility to be able to say, hey, I'm grateful for, um, and then list off the things and Mm -hmm. and realize um, it's not just the good things that have happened in my life, right? Sometimes it's the tough things. Sometimes it's what I would consider a disappointment, a discouragement, a setback. Um, Those are things that I'm grateful for. God, thank you for using that in my life. Yeah, so the process that they gave, which is a very good application point for any any person to this day is uh, he they they would said Red Stevens would when he woke up uh, listed ten things he was thankful for yeah yeah um, and so I that is something that a pastor from whenever I was in college would say he's like whenever I sit down to spend time with Jesus I put three things at the top of my journal that I'm thankful for that day mm-hmm. uh, and it's a practice that I uh, that I get into the rhythm of doing sometimes yeah. and I probably need to get back into the rhythm of doing it uh, because it sets your heart from that early point in the morning to be looking for things to be grateful for and so a very good applicable. applicable point for us today. And I love that model. If anyone's looking for a model of how to pray, we teach this a lot, the ACTS model, A-C-T-S. So A, it starts with admonishment. So praise God first. Adoration. 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 Admonish is not that. That's like a correction. (laughs) Don't admonish God. Adoration. Yeah. So it's praising him for who he is. Confess sin. Confess where you've fallen short. Thanksgiving, be grateful, and then supplication. So then make your request be made known to God. Uh, Don't not make your request be made known to God, but recognize who you're speaking to, what he's already given you, and then that supplication might change. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And I was, yeah. That may so, like, that. once you've said thank you, that might clear out some of your requests mm-hmm. because well, it's like, oh, you I don't actually it, right? need that. Yeah. Is, is prayer changing the mind of God or changing the heart of the asker? Wow. Right. And it's just like, yeah, when you, you should pray, be thinking God's thoughts after him, right? Yes. Like that, that's what it should be. It, it puts you, it puts you in that perspective, right? As you're realizing who you're talking to and what he's done for you and then what you're asking for. Now it becomes a, what am, what am I really asking mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. That's a great, yeah. The, the the gift of gratitude was fantastic. Great chapter on chapter 12. Chapter 13, um, as we said, maybe kind of a sister chapter with that is the gift of a day. 
what would you do uh, with just one day? Um, there's a great book. Um, I've mentioned this in a couple different uh, podcasts, right? The last lecture by Randy Pausch. Um, he's a professor um, and uh, and basically, you know, finds out he has uh, brain tumors all over his brain. And so um, they give him a last lecture where he just kind of shares um, you know, what are, what are the important things of life? What made him into the man that he was? It's a great book. It's a great mo- um, uh, video. You can actually watch him give it. Wow. Uh, yeah, which, I mean, if, if you're not literally crying just all over the floor by the end of it. Um, but it, it's fun to think about just, um, you know, what would you fill – a day with, mm. right? That's really significant, meaning, you know, meaningful and important. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, um, program their day with stuff that has to be done as opposed to stuff that should be done. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and the, and the has to overrides the should, right? Mm-hmm. The, the conversation with the kid gets pushed out of the way because I got a business. The meeting. tyranny of the urgent, exactly. right? Like whatever totally. is, yeah. whatever is the most urgent has to be done yep. gets in the way of the most important yes and i i think you know and it's not and here's the thing it's not just creating margin um but it's allowing god to direct yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I think it was luther who said you know i've got so much important to do today that i've got to spend three hours in prayer right and you're like i don't have three hours to pray it's like okay so <laughs> go, go into the world right without god being your you know front bearer Right, without God being your protector, right? Go into the world and, and say, okay, if I'm going to go out there and do that, maybe I should have a little bit of God with me, right? right. So, mm-hmm. so prepare yourself for that. And I think, you know, I, I hate the idea of creating margin for God. I like the idea of this is God's day, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Every, every hour that I have should be directed by God. So yeah. sure, there's going to be things that are urgent that need to be done that God has directed you to do. Um, but don't miss, right, the opportunities that come along just because, um, you've got something that you feel is more important than right. what God has directed. Yeah, Don't absolutely. miss the people. You know what I mean? And just because we have a definition of urgent mm. doesn't mean that lines up with God. Ooh, so ouch. we, I mean, once we get into the day, it's like, yo, like, Lord, I've got a to-do list, but I submit it to you because yeah. you might, you know, we work in the student offices and a bunch of students will just come in and they just want our attention. And it's like, bro, I actually like have a job yep. and I actually have things I need to do. But in those moments, um, God's been teaching me. It's like, yo, like take a second and ask me, do you need to keep doing this? Or you can take 15 minutes and go play ping pong or throw a football around or really invest into a life that I've just given you. Um, And and students know when I'm with students, um, I will always try to direct a conversation, right? My thing is I I drop little, you know, breadcrumbs and see if anybody picks them up. Um, and you know, the student has to be willing to kind of pick it up. So you, you know, you ask how things are going, you kind of drop a little thing. Um, and you'll get a student who's just kind of like, you know, Hey, I'm just here to grab a snack and go. And you're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also know that you would, you would willingly stop anything if they wanted to have a conversation, right. If they wanted to talk about yeah. something meaningful and significant and you just realize that when those times come, you gotta, you gotta take them, you gotta jump on them. You gotta, you know, allow them to, to have the freedom to, mm-hmm. in a sense, disrupt your day mm-hmm. uh, and what you thought you were going to accomplish because God has brought something else along. Yeah, that's true. You know, when um, starting off in ministry, my first ever ministry job was the intern at mm-hmm. my church back home in Sherman of around 300 people, mm-hmm. 400 people. And one of the first lessons I ever learned, my, my pastor told me this, walk slowly. Walks, ooh, he I said, like walk that. slowly. I like he that. He said, you know, on a Sunday morning, it's a busy day and yeah. you have a hundred different to-dos wow. you're doing. And uh, what do you want people to remember you as? Yeah. The guy that's just running around stressed out, I got to do this and set up these chairs. No, 
the most important person is the person right in front of you. And so walk slowly and take the time to remember that. That's really good. And I try that's to remember a, that too. That's a book right there. Walk slowly. Walk slowly. Hey, maybe that's the book, but yeah. who knows? And I think uh, thinking it back. Is, it is, it's a great reminder. It is. That's good. Thinking back, you're going to say? Yeah. No, thinking back at the very beginning of all these chapters of this book, mm-hmm. I love it. It starts with a little quote. Mm-hmm. and It says, life at its essence boils down to one day at a time. Today is the day. Amen. And so I think... Before we complain, we don't have enough time. Mm. I'm, I'm reminded, what are you doing with your time now? Um, because your life is true, not true. a vacuum. Yep. You fill it. It'll always be filled. Yep. Um, and I think the biggest lesson I learned, my family has really walked through a lot of trials over the last few years. Okay. Um, and a lot of grief, honestly, with our yeah. family. So uh, a few couple weeks ago, my granddad passed away. Mm. And it's coming up on the two-year, th- actually three-year anniversary of my brother passing away and grandparents and things like that. And you know, it's, it's an, it's an interesting thing you walk through, but you, you think back, you celebrate the time you had with them That's right. and you, people always say, I wish I had more time. Mm-hmm. And so you never wish that, you know, you don't think back and list of all of the to de- the to do's you've done, but it's, man, remember when we went to that game That's right. and remember I could, t- I could hear my brother talk about the Texas Longhorns all day long mm-hmm. and it's, man, I wish wonder- I wasn't wonderful young man. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hook him. But you know, it's. It's our yes. life's not measured in the accomplishments, but yeah. the, the people we have. Amen. And uh, what do you have? With the, what are you doing at the time you already have? And you know what? I think that? I think so many men realize that too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If if I had to say the difference between men and women, um, I think women grasp the value of relationships um, earlier and quicker, um, and men don't until it's too late. Mm. Right. They 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 buy into. Um, the building of your kingdom. They buy into the, you know, I got to work. I got to, I got to make a name for myself. And you, and, and you do that right at the expense of the relationships. There was a great study Harvard's put out for the last 75 years. I don't know if you guys paid attention to this. It's one of the coolest studies, but they ask um, people up in the Boston area, um, what makes you happy? Hmm. Right. And they ask wealthy people, poor people, all people in between. And they said the value of the relationships they have is directly correlated to the value of their happiness. Hmm. Right. Had nothing to do with money, had nothing to do with education. Right. Had nothing to do with experience, background, anything like that. Right. It was just the quality of their relationships and the people that they did life with. And I was like, gift of a day is like, who would you spend a day with? That's good. That's good. And I think that's a that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, you'll never regret sending that text of encouragement yeah you'll never oh, that's good i don't think yeah i think we think is the holy spirit prompting me to do this i don't think that there needs to be a prompting to love someone and i don't think calling someone hey man i appreciate you i really I value our friendship you'll never regret it yeah. and so i think okay, so it there's, there's a little stop and do that and then come back and listen right mm-hmm. find, find <laughs> somebody you, you can encourage today yeah. right and send that letter that text mm-hmm. that call of encouragement to somebody that has blessed you in life that's a good word i love that what else yeah whenever i think of the gift of a day i one was just encouraged by jason's response hey i want to spend it with family yep hey i want to spend it with people who had an impact on my life yep. uh, and so uh, uh the the thing that uh, i've i've heard mentioned is uh, give someone their roses when they're alive don't wait don't wait until their funeral to give roses to sing their praises like cole was saying like get out and let people know now Uh, and another thing that that cole mentioned uh was one of my favorite quotes from a book that i love dearly uh from jc ryle thoughts for young men he says uh, that um tomorrow is the devil's day Mm. Uh, 
Satan does not care how holy your intentions are as long as they're fixated on tomorrow. tomorrow. Because tomorrow never gets here. Yeah. Uh, so don't be a man of tomorrow, uh, but be a man using the gift that God has given you, which is today. And so I think that's uh, something that sticks out a ton. And with that, um, part of the value of the, a day is understanding not that doesn't directly correlate to how much work you need to get in. Sure. Sometimes that sure. has everything to do with how much work you can't get in and rest. And that's why Sabbath is a biblical principle that God teaches so us because important. he's like, yo, like sometimes what I'm calling you to today yeah. is to get ready for what I have coming to you down the line. So you need to stop. Yeah. You need to stop and yeah. just, I, I talk to people about this all the time, right? You know, people talk about, you know, going to church, right? And for me, it's like, Hey, listen, Sunday starts Saturday night, mm-hmm. right? In your preparation for Sunday. Right. So it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, you know, if you've got something important going on, right. Maybe the important thing actually is rest. Maybe the important thing is taking care of yourself. Maybe the important thing, right. Isn't that urgent thing over there, but you know, what do you have to do to prepare? And, and I think that's a great reminder, um, of our weakness that God created us <laughs> um, to have a day of rest mm-hmm. to remind ourselves that, hey, listen, you can't do everything anyway, yeah. right? The, the earth is spinning, the sun is there, not because you did it. So the, the really big things that are going to happen today, right, are all in God's control. The, the little bitty stuff that you got to take care of, right, trust God that he's, he's got it as well. So mm-hmm. I love the rest concept because, I mean, these kids – Today, growing up as young people, right? You just yeah. you just run, 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 run. You don't get any sleep, right? Your mind is not there, you know, incapable of doing the things that God has created it to do. So, you know, yeah, a, a good uh, gift of a day might be a day where you take off everything, mm-hmm. yeah, rest good. and relax. Good. Last chapter, uh, and the one he ends with is the gift of love. He says this: love is a treasure for which we can never pay. The only way to keep it is to give it away. Mm. Which, by the way, that's poetry, a little rhyming, mm. rhyming there. So right? Keeping that for the wife. Kind of beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hallmark. Ooh. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I love um, you know that he ended with it. We've talked about this, right, that he kind of, in, in some order, they seem like they go in some you know, um, um, sequence here. Um, but uh, he also says this, love is a um, misused and overused term in our society. It is applied to any number of mm. frivolous things and pursuits, right? I love baseball. I love pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, but the love I'm talking about is the, uh, in the gift of love is the goodness that comes only from God. Uh, and so this is, this is not what I would consider basically a Christian book, um, but you get the idea that this person has a walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and he's weaving it kind of like a C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia sure. type thing kind of in and throughout, right, through the, uh, through, the, through the book and through the gifts and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, what did you guys get from, get from the, the gift of love? Yeah, I think um, when we think of love, um, number one thing that always comes to my mind is, you know, the Bible has – what people call the love chapter, yeah. right? First Corinthians 13. 13. And so it's love is patient. Love is kind. Read at every, read at every wedding. Right. Yep. And so, uh, actually I had a friend that got married this past weekend. And okay. so we were reading that and all of it, yeah. and we were studying it. And what's so interesting, a lot of times in scripture, when it's teaching about love, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily speaking directly to a marriage relationship. Sure. It can be applied to a marriage relationship, but it's speaking to the love that we as Christians have between each other. And so what's so fascinating about that is that um, we think that it's reserved just for this. But at the very end of that chapter is my favorite part. It says that uh, faith, faith, hope, and love, it gives mm-hmm. those three. Mm-hmm. But the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Is because one day in this time on earth will be over. We look back, and if you if we have a relationship with Jesus, we place our faith in Him. We'll be in heaven with Him. Yep. 
we will not require faith anymore nope. because we're right face to face with him. Don't need hope. We, we don't need hope because <laughs> we're, we're living in the promise, right? <laughs> but love will be there. Yeah. And so that love will always be yeah. there. Yeah. And so as we look back at all these gifts, I think an action can be robbed of its meaning if love is not there. Oh, that's good. Because that's what it starts off with, right. Right? 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Um, so I think it gets to the heart of the matter. Why are you doing what you do? Mm. And uh, it's something that will always be there in the future. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway. Um, Dude, drop, drop, the, drop the mic. And just yeah, walk down. So, he did. He made it hard for anyone else to, anyone <laughs> else to jump in after him. Uh, but I mean, I think he's, I think he's spot on Yeah. that. I mean, there, each of these things, uh, each of the gifts, uh, Jason's able to point, pinpoint something that he learned from it. Yep. Uh, and so uh, really being able to fall in love with the process of learning Amen. Um, is something that is super critical for any young man so yep. that uh, at the end of, uh, there's a book by, oh, who wrote uh, Wild at Heart? Uh, Eldridge. John Eldridge. Uh, he then followed it up with um, Fathered by God. Uh, and he walked through the different oh, yeah. phases of yeah. a man. So you start with the boy, uh, you turn into the cowboy, the wild mm. one, and, and mm. you end up with the sage. Mm. Uh, that's that's the final step of uh, the life of a man, the sage who then goes and pours out. So if you don't fall in love with all of these different uh, gifts, then at the end of your life, you're not re- be, you're not going to be able to fully be that sage that is then uh, helping other people, guiding them through the process as Red would do. Uh, and as Jason now is going to set out his goal to share with everyone that he encounters these gifts that his, yeah. uh, that his great grandpa gave him. Yeah. Yeah. If not with love, right. You're just a clinging symbol, mm-hmm. right? Just, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a great reminder, right? Love is the essence that ties it all together, yeah. right? The, the red string, I think people have said, you, you know, you see the red string that goes throughout every book of scripture, right? The, the principle of Christ and his sacrifice and his love. Um, and you see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's trying to, to put in this book, right? Yeah. I don't want you to just work hard, right? I want you mm-hmm. to learn to love, others so that as you do the work right that you know in a sense you're not just working for somebody you're demonstrating love for them as mm-hmm. you're doing it right oh yeah I just don't want you to have friends i want you to love people well i mean it's a it's a good good way to finish mm-hmm. it off yeah. yeah and i love the way you mentioned about the thread of scripture yes yeah. i think so many people who, who have an open scripture mm-hmm. could hear uh oh this certain experience or this atrocity mm-hmm. that's in the bible right so god then approves it no if it's in the bible that i don't think they understand the bible's a sto- list of stories yeah. of real people yeah. that lived real lives and made mistakes yep. and so if we read it on top of that it's a story of god's redemption and love so if you've never opened up the bible it's a story of real people with real mistakes but a real god that loves them and so that's what that's my favorite thing about scripture too I love it. you see that thread that's right the last thing jesus says in his earthly body um, is go into all the world and make disciples. How did Jesus make disciples? He loved them. And so we have this quote from the book, when we truly love others, our love makes each one of us a different person and it makes each one we love a different person too. So take the transformation that has been started in you Mm. and breathe that fire into every relationship you have because that will change the world. That's been a passion of mine. I want to change the world. I want to change the world. How do I do that? The only way to actually do that is to love. That's the only way. I think, I I think the, you know, the best thing to realize changing the world is we think about changing the world in terms of like what I can do to the world as opposed to what God can do to me. And I'm, here's the, I'm in the world. Yeah. So if I change by definition, the world changes, mm-hmm. right? The more like Christ I become, the more of Christ gets into the world, the better the world becomes. Right. So what, what can I do to change the world? Can I, uh, can I rid the world of poverty? And the answer is, I, I, I don't know, Maybe. <laughs> right? 
but but can I allow God to change me to see people in need, right, and to have a compassion for them? And the answer is, yeah, I can do that, right? Can I allow God to change me to see the needs around me and say, hey, God, what do you want me to do about that, right? Those are the questions that we need to be asking. Um, so that's that's the change in which we get to be responsible for, right, is I want to change the world, right? God, change me, mm-hmm. right? And and keep me in the world, right? I mean, that's that's his prayer at the end, right? John, you know, 15, 16, 17, when he's just like, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm about to go. I'm going to leave you here. And he says, hey, God, <laughs> um, I need you to protect them, <laughs> right? Because I'm going to leave them here. Um, but I want to send them into the world, right, to be, in a sense, my hands and my feet, right? And, and if you will allow God to change you and use you, that's the change. And that's the miraculous change, mm-hmm. right? I think we're looking for something big, for something grand, for something, you know, from a numbers perspective. And I'm just like, here's a deal. One life, right, that's changed because God's changed you is a life that's changed for an eternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing thing when you get to do that. Um, he ends the book, chapter 15, Right now he gives, um, and and this doesn't give away the book, right? But it, it's basically now that uh, Jason has gone through this process. Red has one final, you know, gift for him, and it's a it's a gift of a responsibility for a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, that it's kind of funny because uh, Jason's out there running around, going to change the world and use all the things that he has, and and you know he didn't even think about the oh hey you need money to do it because he doesn't, but his you know. Um, you know, Red leaves him some money, and so he uses that some. as a particular tool. Some. So. <laughs> and what I, think, what I think is so good about that was uh, Jason had to pass every test yes. prior to receiving yes. that gift. And so not in a weird misrepresentation of the gospel in regards to, hey, you do this, you get that, and mm. in regards to the prosperity gospel. Like, that's definitely not what he's saying. Nope, but he's saying, hey, all. if you are faithful with little, uh, you will be entrusted with much. Yes. Uh, so if you take these votes of confidence, uh, not because you want the money, right, because that wasn't Jason's goal at the end of the gift. He was thankful yep. that he received yep. the ultimate gift, which was the, each of the lessons. Yep. Uh, but because he was satisfied with that and satisfied with that alone, he was able to receive so much more. Yeah. Uh, and so and actually, that is the, such a good... The flip side of that concept, right, is the Luke 12, 48 principle, to whom much is given, yeah. much is required, right? So because you've been given all of these gifts and you see the world in a particular way that a lot of other people who were just like you mm-hmm. don't see it, now you're required to go out there and do something with that, yeah. right? And I think that's a, that's a reminder to us just as men um, that when you've been given something, you have a responsibility to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So you've been given a, a life, a talent, a gift, resources, uh, treasure, right? Time, right? What are you, what are you doing with what you've been given? Mm-hmm. So, um, any last thoughts on the, on the, the ultimate gift, any gifts you would have added or, uh, um, I, I put it it's in very interesting question. to me how it's all, str- I know we've talked about the order of everything, mm-hmm. but, um, I think, okay, why didn't he start with the most important? Because I'd argue that love would be the most important, but that's something that you kind of have to, he started with work because that's the most surface level yeah. you can get. It's yeah. like, yo, like this is basic. Yeah. Go sweat. Let's, let's work our way down because yeah. once you get to the core of it, love encapsulates all of this. Amen. But if we started there, then I'm just thinking about the character, Jerry, St- he, he would have been out. Yeah. It's like, nah, this is dumb. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but he started with work because he's like, yo, these are foundational principles that you need to understand why I'm taking you through this journey. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah because in the book and specifically in the movie, it plays it out more that he was doing some of these 
first gifts to receive money. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, I want the inheritance that I've been given. But along the journey, once he realized, hey, that's not what it's about, he was, okay, now he was more willing to uh, to learn about love because he's like, oh, okay, this is the most important hmm. gift opposed yeah. to money. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the ending is so cool because I think there's that shift of he's being built to now you have the responsibility to build someone else. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, I hear a lot of guys, <clears throat> I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, right now I'm just trying to work on me. Yeah. I'm just trying to be the best oh, me I can be. Yeah, that is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right now, man, I don't want to commit to anything. So I'm trying to work on me right now. Yeah. And it's like, man, well, you're robbing, first of all, robbing others of the, of the blessing of serving them. But, you know, it, going back to one of these lessons, you're a lifelong learner. You're never going to stop working on yourself. And yeah. so God's called you to something greater yeah. than is to work on you. Yeah. And so you have the responsibility to pour into someone else. You know, I hear the question a lot, you know, God's Jesus says, go and make disciples. Yes. That's, that's intimidating for a lot of people. Cause they're like, well, I don't know how to disciple somebody. I don't know what to do. Um, the, the greatest way I've, I've heard to understand this is that discipleship is just passing the plate. Hmm. You know, when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you really want the mashed potatoes yep. at the end of the table, yep. uh, you say, Hey, can you hand me that? Mm-hmm. So they are re- giving away what they, what you have been, what you've received. Yep. And so if you've learned anything in your life, you are now qualified mm-hmm. to teach someone else. Wow. You got the potatoes, you can pass them. Come yes. on. Boom. And so what you've got <laughs> is not yours. That's right. It's what God's given you to give someone else. Amen. And so that's my biggest takeaway is that you may be learning. I hope you're learning, but you still have that responsibility to share with someone else because yeah. someone else needs that too. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, right, if you press, hey, training for manhood, <laughs> yeah. um, it, right, you have a desire to be, right, a man who does something with his life. And I think that's what this book, and I think ultimately that's what right, the, the Bible and God is calling you to, right? Do something with what you've been given, mm-hmm. right? Don't just sit there and soak it all in, right? Put it out into the world and allow um, God to do something with what he's given you. Because everybody has, right, a, 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 you know, the image of God imprinted on them, right? And if that's all you take into the world is just this is, this is what God looks like, right? What, how do I, what do I know? Well, this is what I know and this is what I'll share. This, mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to learn more, right? And I'm going to grow and I'm going to get sanctified. Fine. I'm gonna, right, but this is what I know now. Right, mm-hmm. just put that out into the world. So whatever, whatever you got, pass it on. Come on, pass, the plate. pass it on. I love it. Well, guys, thanks for uh, for reading and for conversing. Yeah. Right, thanks spending a little bit of time with us, out. and uh, we uh, we look forward to getting this out there and letting some other people listen to it. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website trainingformanhood.com that's training the number four manhood.com until next time in the words of king david be strong and show yourself a man